know that our employees are working very hard at the moment and the way that we may choose to reward them is by buying in a round of pizzas or making sure that there are biscuits in the office. And whilst this seems like a nice way to recognise them, actually it may be doing them far, far more harm than good. In this episode of the HR Grapevine podcast, I, Kieran Howells, your host for the day, am sitting down with Faisi Malherba, an amazing expert in nutrition, whose business, Feed Me Seymour, is looking to fundamentally change the way that we look at health and well-being and improve the health of our people along the way. So I'm really looking forward to getting into this conversation. Let's kick off. Greetings, my name is Farsi Malherba. I'm the CEO of Feed Me Seymour and Seymour Health. Amazing. Well, thank you for being here with me. So tell me about the journey that you have been on and where, you know, how it's culminated in this current business that you're running. How did you end up here? So, um, Karen, I, I started a business when I was uh, 21 years old in Cape Town, South Africa, with a partner of mine, which was a face-to-face training company in the hospitality industry. Uh, That business grew from being face-to-face, roaming around Africa, teaching people that had never slept in a bed before, how to make a bed, teaching people that had never cooked on anything but fire before, now how to become chefs and the likes. That business scaled through to being a video-based training platform uh, and eventually becoming uh, valuable to pretty much the entire hospitality sector, operating in 132 countries, our clients with the likes of Marriott Worldwide, McDonald's, Hilton worldwide um, and our, our mechanism was just uh, training people but uh, in that process I was traveling 320 days a year um, and I became a, a very big unhealthy dude obviously I was eating in Michelin star restaurants and entertaining and the likes and yeah it, I just became incredibly incredibly unhealthy and um, fortunately for me and my partners we had a, a fortune 100 US firm come and snap us up and um, we had a we had a great exit uh, and on the exit, um, I wanted to focus on two things. I wanted to focus on family, a uh, little boy, a little girl, and my wife, and then um, and then my health. Uh, and so I took a year off uh, in the Seychelles. And just before leaving to the Seychelles, I um, I did all my blood works and all my necessary medical assessments. And uh, my glycan age, which is my body's methylene levels, my, my cellular age, I was a 67-year-old in a 37-year-old body. Um, this obviously gave me a massive shock, a massive come to Jesus moment. My dad died at 67. So it was, it was hyper, hyper relevant. And then, so I took a, a huge focus on, on my four major epigenetics. If your DNA loads your gun, then your epigenetics pull the trigger and stress, sleep, exercise, and diet were the things that I focused on massively. Um, I studied as a chef and so, so diet should have come easy for me because I you know, should have, uh, I should understand nutrition. And as I went through the process, um, I, I, I couldn't believe how incredibly difficult it was. I had all the means, the resources. I had doctors. I had dietitians. I had fitness coaches. I had 15 different apps. I had an enormous array of things that I was using to focus on my health. Um, and, and scarily, it, it, it only started ticking down very gently. Um, and I think I spent, I spent a, a good amount of cash and a huge amount of time resource getting my glycan age down. And my, my biggest realization was that 
the the things that had the biggest impact on my health, on my overall health and, and health span, were all three. I didn't have to spend money on them. Uh, if we take into account things like intermittent fasting, that's just shutting your mouth for 16, 18, 20 hours a day, having one meal a day or two meals a day. But intermittent fasting, you would have to take 10, 15 different drugs at once to do the same things that the inner physician within your body can do to heal you. Uh, getting enough sleep, uh, walking after a meal, uh, sunlight in the mornings, photons for sleep, breath work, meditation. All these things are completely free. Um, and that's where the big realization came in is that you don't need to be wealthy to be healthy. Um, and the whole focus then of the democratization of health and creating a platform that not only could we assist people to understand their overall dashboard of what is their body doing on a daily basis, um, but then creating the tools, the mechanisms, the levers, using modern science medicine in order to be able to culminate in a platform and an instant gratification delivery mechanism that was dialed up on trust in order to be able to deliver um, an extraordinary end-to-end solution. So uh, hence Feed Me Seymour uh, has come about. Seymour is simply an artificial intelligence platform that looks at your four major epigenetics drivers, takes into account what you're wanting to achieve from your health, integrates with your wearable, looks at your medical grade assessments if you want to go all that all that way, and then delivers you the nutrition, the free health components, and essentially looks at what are you wanting to achieve, how much time do you want to commit, and what do you want to spend on your health, and from that creates a massive prioritization mechanism in order to be able to assist you to achieve those goals from your health perspective. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting that you should say, obviously, not everyone has access to dietitians and, and, you know, health experts, physicians and all this kind of thing. So uh, do you think that the majority of people, uh, especially with the ways that we work these days, just kind of <laughs> are almost uh, resigned to being maybe not in the best of health? Yeah, I mean, it's a great point, Karen, that you make this. I mean, it's like I spent I spent most of my time while traveling being uncomfortable and fat. And if when I when I got rid of all my my suits um, because they there were six sizes too big after I came back from a year away, I had a Gaviscon, I had an antihistamine, and I had two or three other over-the-counter drugs that I would take out with me everywhere because my body was in such a terrible space, and I had literally resigned myself to that. I think the how do how do we incorporate these daily rituals? Because the interesting thing is that even if you want to spend 15 minutes on your health a day, the compounding effect of incorporating those daily rituals into your life is exponential over a year period by by simply walking after a meal or the sequence that you eat your meal in, having fiber first, protein, then fat, then carbohydrates, and then only then only sweet. That has an extraordinarily big effect on your health, and it, it, it doesn't have to be that way. I think. The other thing, Karen, is that we are surrounded by the wrong choices and Seymour mm -hmm. essentially wants to make making the right choices a great deal easier. Because if we go into most of our offices and if there's a canteen and the lights, the unhealthy choices are all around you. They, 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 yeah. There's chocolates and there's snacks and there's I'm going through a, a sugar a sugar low at this point in time. Therefore, I stuff another Mars bar in my head. And as a result, I get the I get the spike, but then I've got another crash. And it's a perpetuating cycle, unfortunately. So, as a, you know, the scary thing is that we look at something like a Pizza Tuesday, which is uh, which is what officers do in order to be able to corral the team and create a culture of sharing and the likes around a pizza. You know, pizza can be upwards of 2,600 calories. 
That's like that's like a thousand calories over the daily limit for a female. And mm-hmm. we are giving that to our employees in order to be able to say thank you or here's something on us. But I mean, we might as well be putting a bowl of cigarettes in the office because it's this, it's almost the same difference. The dopamine spike that you get from a sugar rush or from most of these fast-moving consumer goods foods is off the charts. So, you know, I think the big thing is that, you know, I travel a lot now. I do. I, I, I work possibly even harder than I did in previously. Um, and the the small compounding elements that are free have just such a big effect. And it's about being able to identify those, which ones are good for you, which ones can fit into my lifestyle. And from there, those compounding effects, the, the difference is phenomenal. Something as simple as starting with a 10 second cold shower in the morning, going to 30 seconds, all the way to three minutes. By doing 11 minutes with a cold showers a week is extraordinarily beneficial from a health perspective. But the dopamine spike from a 30 second shower is three hours long. I mean, it's just phenomenal. Just turn that shower on for 30 seconds. It's three hours. It has such massive benefits. So we don't need to resign ourselves to this, but we do need a very critical path. And there is so much noise out there between TikTok, Instagram, people telling us what we should and shouldn't do. What we need to do is we take modern science, modern medicine, and we give a direct path completely personalized to the individual. And because we've got an extraordinary feedback loop, we can check in with the individual continuously and adapt that circadian rhythm, your daily movement, in order to make sure that the things that you incorporate, these massive investments, and I say massive investments, when you take 15 minutes of your of your day, I mean, if we could get to an hour of your day, that's an enormous investment into your health. I mean, mm-hmm. it's Many people will look at that and say, you know, of course I would invest 15 minutes a day. Yes, but can you prioritize it? And can you commit yeah. to it? And can you deliver it on a daily basis? And if you can't, well, then let's go down to 10 minutes and let's go down to five minutes. But the beauty of it is, Karen, is that once you commit five minutes, I guarantee you that the benefits of aligned commitments to how you feel is going to push you up to six minutes, to seven minutes, to 10 minutes. And you're going to go up to that stages of change. All of a sudden, Kieran, I don't recognize myself anymore. If you had to tell me three years ago that I was going to do a 5 a.m. wake up and I was going to do breath work and I was going to do meditation and I was going to do cold showers and saunas and I was going to do an hour of weight training and an hour of, 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 of exercise before 9 a.m., plus spend time with my kids, I would have said, I don't, need, I don't even know, want to know that person. That person is the most <laughs> boring person. But now I fundamentally cannot think of, my, of myself in any other way. But I started with 15 minutes. The important thing is I just arrived. So I arrived at the mm-hmm. gym and I did five minutes in the gym. And then I arrived and I arrived at dinner and I ate the fiber first. And then I did the protein. These tiny, tiny commitments, the, the beauty of it is that they are properly, properly addictive, more so addictive than eating a plate of sugar because the long-term effect and the benefit that you get, you can actually, vis- you can see it vis- visibly and it is extraordinary over a long time. So we don't need to resign ourselves, but we do need a platform that has got instant gratification and trust built in so that we can trust the process and it aligns with our modern day lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, you raised something really interesting there and it's it's really kind of getting me thinking definitely about the way that we view reward and the way that we look at food in the workplace because you're so right that in the majority of organizations one of the ways that the that organizations may say we care is by offering 
you know what you may call treats but it's not treats if every single day there's cake in the office there's pizza being handed around there's this and that uh, do you think that fundamentally businesses need to rethink the, the their approach to you know reward when it comes to health and well-being yeah fundamentally but i think it's important that that businesses need to focus on what their core business is um what, what, where we've been extraordinarily fortunate is an incredible company by the name of Baxter Story, a large-scale catering company. They turned around after, after seeing what Seymour was doing in a number of our clients with the personalized nutrition and the health, uh, the health platform is that Baxter Story took this on. And they were like, oh, well, hold on. We're feeding almost a million people a day across all our catering, uh, all our catering outlets. We've got huge businesses like Goldman Sachs and Sony and Amazon and the likes. And they, they've turned around and they've got, hold on, we would like to take on the Seymour personalized health platform, as well as the recipes that are dietetically aligned in the focus areas and the likes. And we want to incorporate this into our offering in order to be able to not necessarily look at a plate of food as a commodity, but look at it as an opportunity to not only feed people a nutritious meal, but back onto that, the healthy habits that they can incorporate that assist them with this tidal wave of the new commitment to your health. And I think, so this isn't necessarily for a business, and I, I realize that there are many startups and smaller businesses that do Pizza Tuesdays and the likes, but it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, I think the other thing, Kieran, sorry, I'm jumping around. The other thing is that we think we're doing a great thing by putting a protein bar on the shelf. But you need to read those. You need to read the sugar components of that of that protein bar. And if it's got more than ten grams of sugar, unfortunately, you might as well be eating a Mars bar. Yes, the protein is mm-hmm. important. Yes, the fiber is important and the likes. But it is so critically dangerous, unfortunately, to believe the the big marketeers. And there was, you know, I'm not going to throw around names now, but it's like there's a mass, there's a there's an FMC giant recently that created a Kit Kat cereal. Uh, Kit Kats are broken Kit Kats that you pour milk in and your child or you eat that as breakfast. Mm-hmm. Now, it, it isn't a terrifying thing what, what has just happened there. <laughs> so so the, the importance here is that a big company like Baxter Story, one of the largest, second largest caterer in the UK, has turned around and they've taken it on and said, well, hold on, we will take on the responsibility for creating a personalized health program. And a lot of companies look at this and they want a bespoke menu. So, for instance, a a large global bank will say we need a bespoke menu for our for our bankers because they need to perform. And a menu gets put together bespoke for that company. We're, we're in in collaboration with Baxter Story. We're going 50 layers deeper. And we're going to hold on. We're going to do a personalized meal plan per individual aligned to with what the performance that person wants to wants to achieve. Because not everyone wants necessarily mental clarity. They could want gut health. They could want anti-inflammation. They could want better sleep. They could want a, a myriad of things. But what we look at is we look at what does that individual wanting to achieve, wanting to achieve. And then from a nutrition perspective, we put that together. And then with the other epigenetic drivers of stress, sleep, exercise, we then maneuver those daily commitments around that. So incorporating on their circadian rhythm the small commitments that they need to take and then the other thing is off the back of being able to have a healthy nutritious meal we also do the supplements and the vitamins and the likes because Kieran one of the scary stats that I learned is that you can exercise a hell of a lot 150 minutes a week which isn't which isn't a great deal but it's a, a huge amount more than than many are doing at this point in time but exercising 150 minutes a week 
you would have the same benefit by taking an omega-3 tablet on a daily basis. You extend your life by five years. So taking an omega-3 on a daily basis, you extend your life by five, three. And that, that's a Harvard study. It's, it's, it's an absolute no-brainer. So while an individual mm -hmm. gets their meal, they're taking the necessary supplements of vitamin D, of magnesium, of omega-3, that little incorporation, that stacking of that habit of taking your supplements and having the meal that gets delivered to your desk or to your canteen and the like, exponential value. So it's, it's not necessarily that the companies necessarily need to take on the burden of each employee's personalized plan, but it's now a large-scale caterer that is completely, completely forward-looking and futuristic in their approach and going, hold on, it is going to be a little bit difficult to get personalized nutrition right, but we're going to do this, and off the back of that, we're going to give a personalized health program as well. So, you know, big up for Baxter Story seeing this, and 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 now, I mean, it's it's on another level now that we're, we're looking at. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. And it, it's definitely an interesting time to be talking about the health and well-being of employees because so much has changed recently. So one of the things that I was thinking about before the conversation is the effect of remote working on health and well-being and the way that we eat and the way that we exercise and sleep and all these kind of things. And it it seems to me that it takes some form of fortitude to get up and go and do a bit of exercise. But we're living in a world now where people, the exercise they may get in a day is literally moving from the bedroom to the, you know, the living room or the bedroom to the kitchen table or a, a home study. That seems really scary to me that this is a whole giant demographic of the workforce who may be you know, their health is taking a dive because of the way they work. So I was quite interested in raising that with you and hearing what you yeah. kind of have to say and the, possibly some of the solutions for businesses who are seeing that in their employees. So, you know, I think the interesting thing is here is that we don't need to commit as individuals um, to, to, you know, 450 burpees and 90 sit-ups and, 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 and in the day in order to be able to get to, to be able to get a, a good workout. Um, Something as simple as calf raises while on a conference call. So you're sitting on, 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 on your chair and you're doing calf raises. That, if you get into a habit of doing that, you can burn up to 1,500 calories just by sitting in your chair. Uh, something mm -hmm. by sitting up and walking around the room um, instead of sitting down. These small components of incidental exercises that, that are all in the platform. That is, you choose them, you select them, whichever ones are best for you. And then we help you incorporate those into your life. Absolutely. So incidental exercise, you don't need to go for a 15-kilometer run. You, you can mm -hmm. do incidental exercises that are specific to being desk bound and, and sedentary. I think the, the other thing about, you know, everyone, and this is where we're very fortunate, um, is that from government level down, uh, you say there's a trend and there's, there's a movement, government level down, the UK government needs to change up the food system. 80% of your health is pretty much your diet. So the scary thing is what you're putting in your mouth is, has such an exponential effect on you. Now, the government knows this, hence wanting to put calorie counts on menu items. And there's a popular, there's a popular um, uh, Asian chain. And my wife went for a few months ago, she went and had a chicken katsu there. And she messaged me and she said, but did you know that the chicken katsu is 1,600 calories? And she normally has a side of broccoli with that and a glass of white wine with it. And all of a sudden, she's committing herself to close on 2,000 calories in a single meal. And I think, so governments are turning around and going, whoa, 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 the NHS is absolutely crumbling. So 91% of the NHS budget is going to the big five diseases that are all non-communicable. So government has got a hair on fire moment at this point in time. 
time going, we absolutely need to do something about this. And most of that to do something about it comes down to the nutrition that people are, are, are consuming. And I think by having an incredibly guided methodology that you can trust and that you can incorporate very simply into your life, that's critical. And that's whether you're at the office, whether you're at home, it's about creating daily habits that you can commit to wherever you are. It's nothing big, but start off very small. And, and that is absolutely critical. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I think that's very encouraging to hear. You know, it's um, it, it's not committing to some, you know, seven mile run every day on your lunch break. It's it's starting small and and with very achievable goals, I guess, and then kind of building from there. Um, some some leaders, I wanted to kind of pose this to you because it may be the opinion of some. Some leaders may think, well, why why should I be so concerned about my employee health? You know, so long as they're getting their work done, that's all I'm. I, I'm really concerned about. Um, obviously, this is the this is the the opposite to your ethos. So, what what would you say to someone with that kind of attitude? Look, I mean, it comes down to performance. Comes down to the confidence of someone in their body. Comes down to um, longevity of an individual. And it's 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 the way someone wakes up in the morning and how they feel in their skin. It's the way they look at themselves in the mirror. Um, for a sales guy. Um, as an example, the, the, the better you look, the better you feel. Um, you know, the thing is about when we're looking at mental clarity, there are so many things that are going on all at once. And it's, it's absolutely critical to be putting the right fuel in. Um, it's critical. I mean, it's, it's you know, the, the, the pandemic taught us that we need to be able to start bringing our whole self to work. And that, you know, if work is taking up between eight and 10 hours of the day, the majority of the time of our day, which is more time that we're going to spend with our children, it's more time than we're going to spend with our loved ones and our friends, there absolutely is a responsibility to be able to do that and, and, and for businesses to be able to take um, a greater interest in that. And I'm not saying that all of a sudden businesses need to start um, need to start spending spending huge amounts of cash on breakfast, lunch, and dinner for their employees and the likes, but incorporating a personalized health platform and creating a culture within a business of health and well-being, which is essentially your longevity and essentially giving your employees the ability to start stacking on the back of their normal habits, healthy habits. That's something that you give them for life. Because as you go up the stages of change and in, in with your health and your attitude towards health, those you don't come back down that, that stages of change. Sure, we can have lapses because we go on a holiday to some fabulous place in the med and we drink a little bit too much and the likes, but you know what it feels like in order to be able to have that and do that. Therefore, you crave that and your body craves those things and therefore it goes towards that. And I think the most interesting thing here is that when starting to commit to these small daily compounding habits, your body starts becoming intuitive and it starts telling you what it wants as opposed to, as opposed to you having to uh, you, you having to sort of go and guess and the likes. I mean, mm. just the, the intuition of it becomes so critical. But it is, as a as senior leaders in an organization, to take on, you don't necessarily have to take responsibility because not everyone is going to commit to their health, but certainly creating access to it. And I think the other thing is that there's so many businesses that we look at that have just a plethora of apps 
there's there's a there's a breathwork app and then there's a reframe app to stop smoking and the the, 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 the humans within that organization just have access to this myriad of tools what we've done is we've taken 10 15 apps and we've consolidated them into one overall super app that mm-hmm. allows you sure to to order your meals and and to align various uh, supplements and vitamins and the personalization component of that but the importance here is that it gives a very direct and an effective pathway on how you can make these commitments and achieve them and gives you an overall dashboard of your health. So in other words, you can see how much fiber you've had in the day. You can see if you can track your protein levels, but importantly, you can also commit to 10, 15 deep breaths on a daily basis, which is, which is only a minute out of your 15 minutes. If you're going to be committing, you can commit to your 30 seconds of shower work. So instead of having all these various different apps doing different things, what we've done is we've consolidated them and given you an overall epigenetic score on a daily basis. I think, so So the responsibility, you don't have to take an accountability as, as a business, but certainly the responsibility of, you know, you've got, the, you've got your employees for eight to 10 hours a day, even senior leaders, the more mm. effective your daily commitments are to you, the better decisions you are going to make, the better your performance is, the better your longevity, the more you're going to get out of your employees, the less sick days. That when there is a culture of health and performance, that business is definitely going to, going to have an up on, on, on other, other businesses, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, my final question for you then is, I think the start of the entire process here of getting people engaged, of, um, you know, getting a a good, robust solution in for your people's health and well-being is the communication to your people that this is important. This is something that they should be focusing on. And I guess that's quite a nuanced conversation approaching people about their own health and well-being. So how would you recommend that businesses go about raising that conversation with their people and maybe inspiring them a bit to get going? Look, I mean, everything starts from the top, right? When senior when senior leaders in organizations are role models and you can you small things like starting breath work and it's it's you know, we, we don't want to do anything like fat shaming and the likes because it, it, everyone is different. So importantly, to have cultural elements in the business that start off extremely small and scale um, and, and small initiatives, whether that is an initiative about just teaching about sleep and the benefits of sleep. And, you know, I realize that businesses need to perform. And, but if it's something like no, no replying to emails after a certain time at night can be such a big thing, so beneficial. And it's so many businesses go through and they, they look at uh, sending that last email at the, at the last time of night or the latest point in, 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 in the evening in order to be able to create um, the perception um, of, of working extremely hard. But incredible performance isn't about working the longest. Um, incredible performance is about having your body, your mind, and your emotional state in the best possible way. So it, it can start off with small incremental elements that are easy to achieve. Um, something as simple as, as a push-up challenge in the office or a, a cold shower challenge in the office. Small elements that you can actually have a little bit of fun with, but that have exponential value to people's overall performance and 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 their health span. I think it's critical, but it's it all comes to the focus is needs to be self-care as, a, as opposed to healthcare. And mm-hmm. so many of us, it becomes so apparent as to how important it is when we are sick. 
And you can have as much money, you can have as many clients, you can have whatever you want. But when you do, when you, when you are sick, the only thing you want is your health back. So this self-care component and just driving that self-care, making it not shunned upon or, 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 or not a taboo for people to take a couple of deep breaths in the office or to do a couple of lunges or to do calf raises on a call or, or, or to just take a quiet moment or to go for a walk or use the stairs at work. Like using the stairs challenge is so cool. So small initiatives, they don't need to be big, but they do need to be focused on the longevity and the overall health span of, of the team members. Fantastic. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. So thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Karen. Really appreciate your time. Have a wonderful day. Well, that was a really, really interesting conversation. I very much enjoyed talking to Facey. So thank you so much, Facey, for being part of the HR Grapevine podcast this week. For our audience, we will be back next week with another great edition. And so until then, we look forward to seeing you.